What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Prime Time. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network. For more Cowboys content, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got daily articles up there. Tomorrow morning, I will publish my weekly article called Betting the Cowboys. I am 2-0 for the season. Hopefully, we get to 3-0. If you watched Thursday's primetime, you already know what the pick is because we do it beforehand on the show. But anyways, primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's talk about a Cowboys list of questionables. Uh, it is a list that includes linebacker and edge rusher Micah Parsons because of illness. That's uh, the official report. And Micah Parsons and the Cowboys coaching staff have made it clear that they expect Micah to play. Parsons even tweeted out a gif of that Michael Jordan famous iconic moment of the flu game which later was confirmed that it wasn't really the flu but rather food poisoning but still Michael Parsons tweeted out that gif and it's exciting because you know that he wants his own flu game after being killing it uh for the first couple of years in his career he wants that iconic moment already in week three of the regular season so he's likely to play with the flu or allergies or whatever it is uh cold like symptoms is what coach mike mccarthy called them and hopefully he isn't slowed down by it hopefully he's able to go out there and rush a daniel jones that will be playing behind what's the worst offensive line according to pro football focus and it would make sense since daniel jones is the most pressured quarterback in the nfl or at least he was heading into the 20 uh, 2022 week two of the regular season because you know Sunday games were played so maybe that changes but at least heading into the week Daniel Jones was the most pressured quarterback in the NFL second most pressured quarterback in the NFL let's take a look at some of these inactives though uh not inactives questionables excuse me some of these questionables uh Michael Gallup expected to play by many Dalton Schultz I would say not expected to play. Michael Parsons, as I talked about, uh, he should be ready to go. I don't know how much you can be slowed down with allergies or cold-like symptoms. I can tell you something. I, I suffer a lot of allergies. Uh, I, I have learned to live with them. I would assume that he won't be slowed down. Uh, Vic Vo, though, and Luke Gifford, definitely the most overlooked players on this list i feel like cowboys nation hasn't talked about this enough and i don't know if you agree with me let me know in the chat is big bo's injury being overlooked by cowboys nation i would say that we have not discussed this one enough he was a late addition to the injury report he was added with a neck injury and you never like late additions to the injury report. When it's something that comes up midweek, that's never an exciting prospect. Doesn't mean that he will be out. I have not seen any sort of report that really indicates what his playing status is for Monday night. But Big Bo could be a huge blow to a Cowboys defense that is set to stop Saquon Barkley on Monday night. That is the one man that you want to stop 
tomorrow night when the Cowboys play the New York Giants. And Big Bo is a huge part of it because Big Bo allows you to do a lot of stuff in that defensive line by manning that nose tackle role on Dan Quinn's defense. So I'm a little bit nervous about that one because as you guys know, John Ridgway is no longer on the Dallas Cowboys. So it's not like Dallas has this clear-cut nose tackle waiting for an opportunity anymore. Uh, we might see some sort of hybrid in the case in case Quinton Vahana is not ready to go on Monday night, you might get somebody like Neville Gallimore manning that role or even Oza Odigisuwa, even though there are more three techniques than one technique. Because there's no, there's not a clear-cut one technique waiting for a role at nose tackle on this football team. Not after John Ridgway was waived a, a week ago and then claimed by the Washington Commanders. So you would hope that he is replaceable if he is not ready to go on Monday night. But that's definitely one that I am, I am nervous about. I am nervous about that one. I would be lying if I said otherwise. Uh, let's see some of your comments here. Do you think Big Bo's injury is being overlooked? Stephen White says no. Kenneth Fraser says yes. Uh, Guru says, Bohana, only one tech available. Gallimore would have to play more one tech. That would be my assumption as well just because Gallimore is apparently the biggest one among the other three techniques on, on Dallas. I would also imagine that Gallimore uh, would take on that role. Now, Guru says, no, who was it? Was it uh, King Element? They could bring up Watkins. Carlos Watkins, who was a one technique for this defense last year and a surprise cut, in my opinion, before the regular season. Uh, Kenneth Fraser says yes. Parsons says yes. It is on run plays for sure. I am I am a little bit worried about that one, about Big Vo, honestly. But I am excited, as Gigi says, so excited for Michael Gallup. Glad he's back. He's apparently back. Uh, we will find out for sure tomorrow night. But all signs point towards Michael Gallup making his debut. And you got to be excited about that one for sure. And then the other questionable player that might be getting overlooked has to be Luke Gifford. And this one might not be exactly overlooked. It might be that it was a very, very late addition to the injury report. We heard about this one uh, very recently. Luke Gifford added to the injury report on Sunday with a hamstring. Hamstring this late in the week, not ideal. And make no mistake about this one. This is a tough blow for the Cowboys. He is the leader of those special teams. He takes part on kickoffs, punts, field goals. He's everywhere. And for the past couple of years, he's actually lead. He's actually led the team in special teams as naps. This one is an interesting one because it might make room for a potential surprise debut on Monday night. And we'll talk about that in a few moments here on the show. But I do think that Luke Gifford would be hugely missed on John Fassel's unit. Rita says the young lion needs to show out with LT coming to the game. Oh, I didn't know that Lawrence Taylor is going to be there. Uh, makes sense. Thank you to Rita for that uh, nugget. I didn't know that. 
I agree that he needs to show out, right? He needs to show him, you know, the comparisons, they're happening because of some solid reasons. And those solid reasons are that I'm kind of good. That's what Michael Parsons needs to do. And he will get to do so in his version of the flu game. So three potential debuts, in my opinion, tomorrow, uh, we might see Gabriel Cox. I know that that question has been asked here in the chat. Uh, we had a question from Jay Reed on Jabril Cox. Somebody else said something about uh, Jabril as well. It's an interesting one because Luke Gifford, Devin Harper, that duo has kept Jabril Cox from his first game this season. He has been a healthy scratch for the first couple of weeks. Some people have been surprised about that one. Uh, it just makes sense. I don't think that it's anything against Jabril Cox. I think it's more about the numbers game when you are figuring out who are the 48 players that are actually going to play on game day. And you're not going to carry so many linebackers on that active roster. You just can't. One linebacker has to be the odd man out. And Jabril Cox has been that because of Devin Harper's skill set and what it means and what it brings to the table for special teams. And the same for Luke Gifford. It isn't that Jabril Cox sucks. It is more about that numbers game when you're putting together those 48 men that will represent the team on game day. So if Luke Gifford is out, indeed, I do think that that would open the door for Jabril Cox making his NFL debut. And I do wonder if that means he can get a chance of playing on defense. I don't think it would be a lot because Leighton Vanderish has been doing quite a decent job. Anthony Barr kind of broke out a little bit last week versus the, versus the Cincinnati Bengals. We saw him make some plays and just shoot through those gaps. Even he, he even got some tackles for a loss. So I would imagine that there are no many snaps to go around on, at linebacker on defense, but I do wonder if Jabril Cox would get that opportunity if he is active for game day. That would be something to watch and something to monitor for sure. So I do think that he can play. Let's see. The guru says if Cox is anyone, uh, is anyone valuable, he should be a Gifford replacement. I don't think that... I don't think that the Cowboys are moving on from Gifford anytime soon, at least not this season, uh, because I do think they like a lot what he brings to the table on special teams. And I'm not sure that they see Jabril in that same light, honestly. It's crazy to think that a former Giant is coming to the game to watch a Cowboys players is king element. <laughs> Man, that's true. I had not thought about it uh, that way. <laughs> Let's see. Sean Meyer says, Skip and Shannon talk about Micah and LT. What's up, Tommy? Thank you for joining the show. Jabril needs to show us something, says Sean. And that's something that I agree with. Uh, I've always been excited about what's ahead for Jabril because of his athleticism. And he is just a fast, fast player. But I also agree that we have not really seen him play, right? Not in the regular season, at least. Not any sort of valuable time. So this game could, could be a first opportunity to do so. And this is a game in which linebackers will matter a lot. So most of the game, 
will be all about LVE and Anthony Barr and maybe even Michael Parsons. I am very intrigued as to how the Cowboys will use Michael Parsons tomorrow night. Week one was about a 60-40 split on assignments, off-ball linebacker slash edge rusher versus the Bengals. They just, they just said to Michael Parsons, you know what, go get Joe Burrow every single play. I don't think there was a single play in which he didn't went after he didn't go after Joe Burrow. I'm not sure that will be the case tomorrow night. I think we might see him with a more balanced game because you want to stop Saquon Barkley. And Micah could be a huge part of that puzzle. Stop Saquon Barkley, excuse me. Um, because Saquon Barkley is definitely the, the, the man behind that Giants offense. If you make Daniel Jones beat you if you force him to beat you that's where the mistakes could start happening for a ryan Dable team that has cleaned up a little bit on those mistakes right snog x i don't know if it's snog x he's trolling or just uh being friendly about this 10 bucks to the first person to tell me correctly where his accent comes from oh people are familiar with, with where my accent comes from for sure I think people know it. I don't I don't hide it nor I would dare try to hide it at all. Shout out to Snog. I think I think he's trolling in a friendly way. But yeah. Stopping Saquon Barkley is key for this Cowboys defense and where does Micah fit in that puzzle? And I will be keeping track of those snaps and 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 his responsibility each and every snap, right? Chihuahua says Tommy915. There you go. There you go. Chihuahua, Mexico. That's right. Anyways, moving on. Uh, those are the three players that are likely to debut on Monday night. Jabril Cox, Michael Gallup, and Jason Peters. My question for me to you is whose potential debut are you the most excited about on Monday night? Are you most excited about Jason Peters potentially making a debut who knows in what role? Michael Gallup, who is said to see some limited snaps according to the Cowboys coaching staff. He might be in a pitch count. Or linebacker Jabril Cox, although he would be likely to get special team snaps rather than defensive snaps. Whose potential debut are you the most excited about? Let me know in the comments whether you are watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. And while you do that, and before I give you my answer... Let me talk to you about our friends over at Freeman Mazda because they are bringing prime time to you and the ride of the week. It is a new week. It is Sunday. First show of the week is the 2022 CX-30 Select. We are talking about a vehicle that starts at $26,895. All-wheel drive feature, Wi-Fi hotspot, which is a game-changing feature as well, adaptive cruise control, backup camera, blind spot monitor, and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 in the city. That goes up to 31 when you are in the highway. And remember, when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Family-owned business for over 65 years. Make sure you check out freemanmazda.net. Check the CX-30 Select. They've got pictures of the outside of the vehicle, the inside of it. Make sure you check it out on freemanmazda.net. Let's see some of your answers here. Who's the viewer you're the most excited about? 
Gallup, says Kenneth Fraser. Tommy goes with Peters. Uh, definitely Gallup, says King Element. Gallup and Jabril Cox, says Sean. Peters, because I want to see Smith at guard. Most worried about Peters. Uh, that's, that's valid. That is valid. Uh, Guru says, I am most excited about Gallup's return. Peters next at, at left guard. I will go with Jason Peters here. I think, I think that he finds his way into the lineup. I realize that he might not. I realize that, you know what, the Cowboys could rather just leave the offensive line intact and we can hope for the best regarding Matt Farnia, right? But also, I think they've been, they've been uh, holding their cards close to their chest. I don't know what the role will be for Jason Peters. If I had to guess, though, he finds himself on that starting lineup, on that group of five. And I am most excited about seeing him over Michael Gallup because I know that I'm going to see Michael Gallup on a limited basis. So if Jason Peters ends up starting tomorrow night, I know that I am getting a full game out of the 40-year-old veteran. So I will say Jason Peters on that question. You guys know I have talked about this before. My preference is for Jason Peters to start at left tackle and then get Tyler Smith at left guard because I think that's the best group of five you are going to get. And then number two in my preference list is Peters on the inside and Tyler Smith at, at, on, on the edge because once more, at least you're getting the, the best five players in there. What I really don't want is to keep playing with Farniak or even Connor McGovern at left guard. I am still a doubter when it comes to Connor McGovern. Uh, I will tell you that. I will be honest on that. Uh, but Farniak, you know, he has allowed 12 pressures, six in each game. Those are more pressures than the other four combined. I want to see, I want to see Jason Peters on that lineup tomorrow night. Hopefully he does well. And I know that he's 40 years old and all of that. But as I said previously, <laughs> Tommy915 got that cash app. Hey, hey, Zdog, you know what? Respect. I thought you were joking. I even thought you were maybe trolling potentially. <laughs> but hey, Tommy915 guessed the accent <laughs> and he got $10 out of that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's, that's legitimately funny. <laughs> Appreciate you, Snug X. But yeah. That's what I would like to see on the offensive line. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm not a fan of, of Matt Farnock. Now, Jason Peters might be 40 years old. That's what I was saying. But the guy played at a very decent level last year for the Chicago Bears. He looked solid in the passing game, in the running game. And when I saw that tape, I was expecting a Jason Peters that maybe struggled to get to the second level, that maybe struggled to set versus fast, agile defense events. And I didn't get that at all out of his Chicago Bears tape. And you go watch and you go watch each of the sacks that he allowed. And when you look at the context, there are about two of those sacks that are definitely on him. And a lot of the rest of this of the sacks are also a little bit on Justin Fields, the quarterback and all of that. So we'll see, we'll see. That's the guy that I'm the most excited about. Now on a similar note, Who's your player to watch tomorrow night? Let me know uh, in the comments as we get ready to get out of here. Some final thoughts. 
on the Cowboys-Giants game. Who is your player to watch tomorrow night? Because I've got three for you guys. I've got three for you. I've got Leighton Vanderish headlining the group. This is a game in which, as we said previously, you need to stop Saquon Barkley. And Vanderish has been having low-key a very solid start to the season. 10 solo tackles, 7 stops according to Pro Football Focus. 1 sack. If you filter out linebackers who have played very few snaps, this guy has the top 15 or top 10 grade versus the run according to Pro Football Focus. And you watch Leighton Vanderich, he's not missing tackles. He's feeling his responsibilities. He will be key tomorrow night for sure and one of the players that we cannot overlook. Vanderich is doing a good job. Now, Jake Ferguson definitely is a guy to watch with Dalton Schultz probably out tomorrow night. And of course, he is questionable. He has not been ruled out. But it's a knee injury and it would be a surprise, I think, if he does play. Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot would lead the tight end room if Schultz doesn't play. And it will be, you know, a big chance to prove themselves. It's not like the Cowboys have a lot of wide receivers to heavily depend on 11 personnel or 10 personnel or anything like that. Expect a lot of tight end to play even without Dalton Schultz on the lineup. And then finally, Tyler Viadish. Because the Cowboys are facing Dexter Lawrence and one of the best nose tackles in the entire NFL. Dexter Lawrence is a problem. Just like DJ Reader was last week, this time it's Dexter Lawrence at nose tackle. So there will be a lot of matchups versus Tyler Viadish, who in my opinion has exceeded expectations over the first couple of weeks. And he is one player to watch. Potential game changer, in my opinion. And of course, last week, we talked about some of the top matchups on this game. We talked about Adoree Jackson versus C.D. Lamb. Adoree has been erasing number one wide receivers over the first couple of weeks. We talked about communication in pass protection being key versus an aggressive defensive coordinator in New York because Winterdale will, will go after you and he will involve defensive backs in the blitzes and he will give you exotic looks. And say Jason Peters starts tomorrow night, you have a new member on that offensive line and you need to get all of that communication thing right as well. That's, that's a part of this game that really scares me is New York Giants blitzing. Uh, they're one of the most aggressive blitzing teams in the NFL. And even more so when you consider the looks that they give opposing offenses. They will load up that line of scrimmage. They will threaten with, the, with one defensive back. And then the guy that's a little bit more off coverage is the one that will end up going after the quarterback. So I do, I do think that Tyler Vyadish will be key in this game maybe calling the protections and maybe, you know, figuring things out with slide protections and all of that. Uh, let's see. Who is your player to watch tomorrow night? Kenneth Fraser goes with Seek, Gallup, and Pollard. Man, you guys know that I want to see some pony personnel tomorrow night. Uh, take that page out of Matt LaFleur's 
playbook and get Tony Pollard and Zeke in there at the same time. Shout out to SnugX. Thank you for your comment and your donation. He says, I like this guy. Seems like a good dude. Thank you to Snug. I appreciate you. And thank you for the donation as well. And hey, I hope I am. I Thank you. Thank you for that. Sam on Evan. Micah on Evan, says Stephen White. Thief on whoever is left tackle or right tackle. That's that's a good one too. That's a good one too. Thibodeau though, expected to come back for the Giants. I see his Ojulari as well. None of them official, but that's the expectation. Would have traded Banderesh, Tyler Beasts, Dexter Williams as his player to watch. Rita says if the defense contains Saquon, then the Cowboys have a good chance. They really do. They really do. And I think that Daniel Jones can be good. I think that we've seen some very positive stuff out of him in his first few years in the NFL. But I don't think that we've seen him really beat teams when Saquon is not going or, you know, when you put the game in his hands. I don't think we've seen that yet from, from Danny Dimes. And the Giants do not have a good situation going on at wide receiver. Kenny Galladay has basically been benched by Brian Dable. We've seen different wide receivers take on different roles. There's not a clear-cut number one wide receiver. Uh, Kadarius Tony might not play tomorrow night. He's doubtful, which pretty much which pretty much means he won't play at all. I'm watching Anthony Barr versus Barkley in the run game, says Guru. I like that one. Uh, it might be a sack derby between the two teams, says Stephen White. Dizzle says Diggs. Stephon, uh, Stephon, excuse me. Trevon Diggs. Let's see. Sean Myers, it's all about Penn State University linebacker U. It's a Mike and Saquon show for real. Saquon went to my high school. I graduated 14 years earlier. But yeah, cool to see him come up, says Sean. Hey, that's amazing. And that is true, man. This is the Penn State game. Indeed. And it's also the Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott game. Running backs who killed it in college in the big stage. So, yeah, I agree with Dexter. I think that we can beat the Giants. I think that the Cowboys have a good chance. Uh, for those of you who maybe missed the Thursday show, this was my score prediction. I had the Cowboys uh, winning a ugly, low-scoring affair. Low scoring affair. Uh, 17, 17 to 13. I've got Saquon Barkley under in the rushing yards department. The line is set at 78 and a half rushing yards. In the prediction, I had him at 55. I'm calling for one forced fumble by Micah Parsons. And then in the betting the Cowboys segment, we are 2-0 for the season. And it's a tough call because it's a tough game to bet. Uh, the over-under is at 39 and a half. I, did, I wanted to stay away from that total, so I instead took a spread. And we took the Cowboys, plus one. Week one, we went with the under versus the Bucks. That paid off. We went with the Cowboys, plus seven. Even though the market was heavily invested in the Bengals last week, uh, we killed that one. So we're 2-0 for the season. You guys know what the goal is here. We are aiming for a 52 point. Let's let's round that up to 53%. That's the mark that we want to get on on betting the Cowboys. We want to get to a 53% hit rate because that would mean that we broke even and are profitable. Of course, we want more than that, right? We would love to have a 60% 
hit rate in our bets this season. For those of you who are new to the show, we make only one bet, a minus 110 bet per week. And we can take the rival, we can take the Cowboys over under, whatever it is, as long as it is minus 110 in order for that 53 hit rate to make sense. Last week, last year, excuse me, we were we went nine for seven, nine seven. So we were profitable in 2021. Hopefully, we are profitable again this year. Now it's tough to do so for an entire year. So let's see what happens. Uh Russell says, when is Turpin going to break one? Can't wait. Russell, I don't think any one of us can wait. Uh, I'm excited about that one as well. He was close. He was close versus the Bengals. There was one in which he was one step, maybe two steps away from breaking out a big one. It was a very positive return that set the Cowboys up for a for a field goal, right? So hopefully he gets one tomorrow night. Sean says, man, I call you. I call your first fumble and raise you another two first fumbles for Micah. Two sacks plus three hurries. Man, hopefully he continues in that insane path that he's been on. He is the favorite for the Defensive Player of the Year award. So we'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the show. I appreciate you. Do me a favor and hit the like button because every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. And that is the single biggest thing that you can do to help out the show. Tomorrow night, no, tomorrow morning, you get Skywalker Steel here on ADC Sports Dallas. Make sure you check that one out. And then you get the pregame show with Skywalker Steel and former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly, the halftime show and the postgame show. And I will see you on Tuesday night when we may be are celebrating a victory, hopefully so. And maybe we get overreaction Monday on a Tuesday. Last week, I forgot about overreaction Monday. We didn't do that segment, and I love that segment. But anyways, thank you. Have an excellent Sunday night. Enjoy the second half of the 49ers versus Broncos game. I've got the under on that one, so hopefully that stays on track. Thank you to Snog, thank you to Brian, Sean, and all of you. Thank you for joining the show. Tommy says, no show tomorrow, Mo. No, because you get the game day shows with Skywalker Steel and Jesse Holly. Remember that when the Cowboys play, you get those three. So I will be back on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central. See you guys. Adios. Nos vemos hasta el martes.